0: the Decipher podcast. I'm happy today to have Jonathan Kleinsma from Risk IQ as my guest. Uh, Jonathan and his group at Risk IQ today just put out a new report about Magecart group number four, which is part of a pretty long running series of research they've been doing into the Magecart group, which if you're not familiar, does all kinds of nasty uh, e-commerce site, uh, web skimming stuff, and has been around for a long time doing, uh, doing this kind of thing. Uh, so Jonathan, thanks so much for uh, taking some time today. I'm interested to talk about this new report you guys put out. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, so this is kind of a follow-up to the larger report that you guys put out in the fall that kind of broke down or enumerated, I guess is a better word, all of the major cart groups. Um, so maybe we should just kind of start from back then, and uh, maybe get a little background in, on exactly what Magecard is and where they came from, and kind of how long they've been around doing this uh, doing this stuff. Yeah.
1: Um. So for us, Magecard is kind of it's kind of the same way that some people have groups where they say APT something, Fin something. Um. Mm-hmm. We're we're active in the web. Um. And whenever we see something. Uh, You know, we don't hold the ledger of the FIN group numbering or the APT group numbering. So if we see something that matches a known group, we'll use that. Um, But for us, this web skimming. A long time ago, back in 2015, we had to come up with a name. Um, The name is derived of some of the stuff we saw when they were breaching e-commerce platforms. Um, And that's just what we've used. So we call something MaceCard Group 1 or Group 6 or Group 3. Uh, just like there's APT 28 and 29 pretty much. Um, now, back last year, 2018, uh, in November, we released our uh, major report, uh, which we called Inside Mage Card. And we basically detailed the whole history going back to 2014, 15, when um, basically the first group sort of had the idea of doing this type of skimming. Because um, like the, the old way of skimming, it, it sort of started by just stealing payment information payment information in bulk so you reach some organization you know you you take the whole dump and you know it's like a one-time thing um it kind of evolved when you had platforms like magento coming up um there were a couple of others going way way back um but basically what they started to do is you add some code and every time a transaction is performed you get a copy of the payment information um and it kind of evolved from there. And this one group, which, you know, we call it group one because they were the first ones that were doing it this way. Um, They started 2014, 15 um, sort of experimenting with this. We saw them build up, trying to figure out how you can actually like do this skimming in a browser. Instead of being on the server side, you sort of have to move it over to the client that's doing a checkout. Um, And, you know, it evolved from there. Uh, And one Sort of, it's like the the second most advanced group that we detailed in that report back in November uh, was Group Four, and when we detailed them, we basically explained how they operated, um, how they were different, how they were more advanced, uh, and when we did that, we sort of shed like a really bright light in their face. Yeah, um, we we took down infrastructure as uh, so we try to do every time, so you know we took it down, we sinkhole what could be Um And we sort of, you know, we let the report drop. Other vendors responded to this, had their own say on it. Um, And obviously from there, we just kept an eye on it because we have a pretty good perspective on this, being the ones that sort of um, set the stage of publishing about these skimmers. Um, We kept an eye on these groups. And, you know, group four, they're not one that you scare off. There are a couple of others that we don't even give numbers because they're because they're not really a group. They're just these guys that you know they spend three hundred bucks to buy a skimming kit, which is just some PHP and a, you know MySQL uh, backend yeah. you, you need. Um, right. You know those disappear. You take you take a couple of their domains and they're like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this. this you know? It's <laughs> kind of they're onto me way too quick. Um, group four wasn't like that, so we published that report in November, and then from there on they've just been rebuilding um so they registered new domains Uh, they have a little under a hundred um they they changed the way they were hosting so they used to have sort of ip overlap the whole time uh where domains were sort of routed over like different uh, different ips the whole time and basically if you had all their ip addresses you could figure out all their domains based off of passive dns yeah um they changed that so what they did is they they have like allocated pools of, of IP addresses at six different hosters. Um, it's around 10 to 15 IPs at every hoster. And they associate per one IP in that pool, they associate around five domains for that one IP address. So if you have one IP address, uh, you you know maximum five domains on average is like three or right? three domains. Um, so they, they, you know, they decided to split this up. Um, the way their infrastructure works, uh, and that's why in the past there was so much overlap is that, um, it's sort of a proxy network so those domains uh, that you see included on e-commerce sites that inject or basically um, are being injected as a remote script that's being loaded which can be the skimmer um, they function like proxies so when a request is made for this script file um, it filters your request you know it checks to see if you have a refer because if you have a refer it's going to be a website um, there's a little bit of scrubbing to see if it's actually a legitimate hit. Yeah. Um, and then it passes this off to a backend which basically gives you back a skimmer. Um that's it, kinda how it works. It's all sort of live generated. Um and in the past you had all these IP addresses which were doing these upstreaming of requests, and they didn't really care. You know, as long as the domain points to one of them, it will work. Um so you know, they changed it up, did Ip pooling, pulled the domains on the different IPs. Um for us it doesn't really matter because we'll still we'll still pretty much find it. Um and they made a lot of changes inside their skimmer because one of the things we've made note of is that this this group 4 the skimming isn't the first thing they got into we have very um we have very strong opinions and some backing information that this group has been around for a longer time in the e crime ecosystem um it this skimming wasn't the first thing they did they right. um, very much matched to some of the operations that I've seen in the past with uh, some of the guys that used to do like banking or, Um because they weren't technically um, skimming, which is what well, we call them a skimming group because they were like they do. They were doing the same concept. Um, the only thing they did instead of skimming, they were overlaying. So, oh, yeah, once you hit a payment form, they would overlay with a new payment form. And because they control that payment form, they don't really have to skim because that payment form is under their control pretty much. Right, Um, And, and, you know, that matches some of the tactics these guys use when they're, you know, doing these bank transaction manipulation attacks, which if it's like a man in the browser thing, they would overlay like a login form or like a transaction form, that kind of stuff. Um, So we pointed that out. And uh, in this new version, since November last year, they changed it. They're actually skimming now. They're not doing overlays anymore. Um, They're just skimming like pretty much every other group. Um, They... They added some crypto. We're not really sure why um, they're they're doing. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, we're defenders, they're attackers. And as a defender, you have this really nice view where you can see what they're doing. Yeah. As an attacker, you don't have this view. So what they are doing is sort of guessing how companies like us are detecting them.
0: That's a great point.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and they think if we encrypt our data, um, they're never going to figure it out. <laughs> Because
0: um, you know, you've never just, seen that before.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, uh, well, they're trying. So, you know. A for effort. Way to go, MageCard. Yeah. Car.
1: So, you know, and there's just a couple of changes. They're changing the way they're exfiltrating the data. Um, it's, you know, it's small changes. The biggest one was not doing the overlaying anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided once again, we took all their infrastructure. Uh, we managed to get it at least all taken down, and a majority was also sink-hold. Um, and this, and I just have to applaud the guys uh, from AbuseCh and Shadow Server because they're taking on um, sinkholing and taking down the domains. We work with them, they're doing all the heavy lifting there. Um, so, like organizations that, like web hosters or like any organization that owns IP space, can claim their IP space with Shadow Server. Mm-hmm. And you can get like reports on your own IP space. So, in case of MageCard, you would get a report where a subsection is tagged as Mage card and you would see if you were affected, for example. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, it's our way of sort of defending against it. We, we do this for customers internally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we detect all this stuff anyway, but at times we just, you know, we'll push out some updates, push some information on, on what we're seeing. Um, right. we, we, we made note of what happened last year in November. We explained... How it ramped up, what's happening, what it is, and from there, you know, it's being picked up really well in the industry. Um, it's it's a it's a good thing. Uh, and from time to time, we'll keep you know showing what's going on some more as well.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of people have started to pick up on um, on the mage card stuff. You guys were the first ones I I saw really doing in depth research on it. And Now I've seen several other groups kind of following along, which you know is kind of the way these things work. Um, you mentioned that the, the group four seems to have moved from overlays to, you know, the, the skimming stuff um, is the the overlay stuff were those attacks kind of one by one. Cause as you mentioned, those are man in the browser type attacks and the way that the skimming works is they hit an e-commerce site and then you, they can potentially get all the victims that come to that site and hit the payment form, um, which seems like a much more efficient way to do things.
1: Oh, no, I was more, it was more the analogy. So, In the past, what they were doing, um, like the way they were doing this overlay, um, like payment overlay um, skimming, because that's basically what they did when when you hit the page, um, you know, their script was included and their script would render a payment form on top of the real payment form. Right. Um, That's that's what they did, and it kind of comes, it kind of comes from um, what we think their sort of history is, which is um, man in the browser techniques, where you also overlay forms. Where, you know, what a person is normally looking at, like a a banking transaction or the banking login form, um, you overlay it with something else and you trick the user into doing whatever it is you want them to do. Um, So, I mean, I think the biggest change for them and possibly the reason is, it's very, very consuming um, to actually keep those things up to date Mm -hmm. because they had a payment form for every different payment provider that you can have on your e-commerce platform. Yeah. So that's like, that. it was 1500 lines because they had it all embedded into one, like their one sort of not really a skimmer, but overlay skimming uh, script. And, you know, they took it out and now it's like 150 lines. So okay. it, it, it saves them quite a bunch, just like, prob- like probably on development cycle as well. Um, but
0: uh, yeah. And they don't, yeah, they no, probably don't uh, want to work very hard. They, they just want to steal their money.
1: Yeah, they want to reap rewards. <laughs> right. um, you know, it's a, it's a very simple process, this skimming. They, they you know, they, they have a few keywords in there to search for certain fields, search for certain pages. Um, that That's all you have to do. You got to gotta figure out if you're on the payment page, you got to figure out if the forms that you're looking at um, are like billing information, shipping or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. and you take out the forms because the, the browser doesn't have any isolation of any of this type of information.
0: And is there any um, rhyme or reason to the kind of sites that they hit? I mean, or is it just kind of across industries?
1: So group four is just mass. That's that's what's what okay. they're there for. They they want to get as many carts as possible. So they you know they automate breaching. They automate infecting. They they automate all of this um, and it just goes at mass. They won't do like the top tier. They're not the ones doing a British airways. Um, you know, that's, that's not their deal. They just try to get, you know, in volume. If maybe if they manage to get a breach somewhere, which they realize is a really big thing mm-hmm. um, that's, that's good for them. But we don't, we don't really see them targeting. Um, we just see them targeting e-commerce platforms um, and whatever is vulnerable on those platforms, Stable try to get in
0: so it's kind of targets of opportunity for them
1: pretty much just compromise at mass um you know get get payment information at mass
0: that's mostly it and what kind of techniques do they typically use to actually do the initial compromise
1: so we don't know all of it um because what we're like we're on the everybody has his own like data position um Our data position is that we view websites. We crawl websites. We visit like a normal user and we interact like a normal user on a web page. We do some 2 billion pages a day and that's, you know, how we get our information. Um, What we don't always see or have knowledge on is the way they operate in terms of breaching. What we do know for this group, and it might be everything, might not be, um, is that they're at least looking um, for vulnerable components of magento and plugins of magento okay that's that's one thing we know it could be that they're going for more um it's just not something we have specific um,
0: views on gotcha yeah, and there's plenty of uh known vulnerabilities out there for those kind of things and um... yeah there's 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 so so many yep um so on the on the hosting and infrastructure side. Are they using bulletproof hosting companies the way that, you know, cybercrime groups and, you know, DDoS groups do?
1: Uh, for some, we, we, we've seen this where it's a hoster that we know, you know, if you look around that hoster, there's um, there's so so many bad things hosted on there. You just <laughs> like know it's, it's a bulletproof hoster. Yeah. Some we have like confirmed with, you know, uh, other people in the industry like, yeah, that's a, that's a known bulletproof one. Some we're just going to expect that it is because they're hosting there, and we don't think they would without having some kind of protection at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, based on like their history and like the size of their operation, we're pretty sure they're well connected. And any hoster um, they go for um, is at least not as approachable as, say, a U.S. located major
0: hoster, for example. Right. Yeah. Those, those tend to have uh, different operating rules and. You know, they, they tend to cooperate with law enforcement a lot more, it seems like, yeah. and, or, you know, takedown requests and that kind of stuff. So um, you mentioned that, that you guys have been working with Shadow Server and Abuse CH for the takedowns. Um, how quickly are you able to do that once you, you know, decide, okay, this is definitely their infrastructure. You, you identify, you know, the, um, the domains and the IPs and all of that. How quickly does the takedown process work?
1: Um, it really depends on the registrar. Uh, it depends on um, basically our whole industry is an industry of trust. And the way it works is I trust certain people and they trust me. If you break that trust, it will take forever or it just won't uh, be built back up. Mm-hmm. And you have to build up trust with these registrars. There are some registrars where you know we have good contacts. And if we send something over, they trust us for the le- legitimacy of our request, and um, it will go through pretty well. Others, you just have to prove what's going on. Um, so what we tend to do is just get a list of the hosts that we um, have associated with it. Um, we add pr- what we call proof. So for us, in this case, with MageCard, it's the resources that are being loaded in that are malicious. Yeah. Um, for some of them, you know, if they're some of them now know about magecard cause there are some preferred registrars for certain of these groups. Some of them are aware of MageCard and you know, when we come saying MageCard again, they'll recognize the name. Um, but in some cases we also have to explain. So we, you know, you have to introduce yourself to them, explain who you are, what you're doing, what you're looking at, what it is you're looking at, what you're trying to, you know, get taken down. And sometimes it, you know, it can take a week before you're anywhere near our conversation of taking something down. Um, Sinkholing is a whole other thing. At times, you know, there's all registrars will cooperate with taking something down if you confirm it being malicious. uh, But you need to have a good relationship in order to do sinkholing because it means they will be transferring um, control of a domain to someone. In this case, you know, um, Risk IQ doesn't sinkhole this uh, themselves because I find it kind of awkward sitting on victim data. (laughs) I'd rather have it go directly to the victims or be available for law enforcement. Yeah. Um, and that's what Shadow Server does, and they do it really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for for, these take do- for this takedown, um, I think it took two, three days to sort of get it through, and, you know, now it's propagating, um, mostly because of DNS. So it's not too bad on average. Um, ironically, because these guys use the same register a lot of times, it means we will actually be building up a relationship with the <laughs> register. So, you know, once they, you know, once we come back with a story again saying, hey, you know, these and these these domains, um, it's bad. This is the reason why Um, it usually um, goes over pretty well. It just means we have to do really well verification. Yeah. Like I said, if you, you know, if you put google.com in there for whatever reason, it happens. A lot of companies have put out IOCs where there are some legitimate hosts mixed up. Um, You have to do some really good filtering um, to just show that, you know, you're good and they can trust you
0: right so. that you're not just throwing uh host names and domains at them for no reason yeah
1: no no yeah you have to know your stuff and you know if you mess it up and you accidentally um add something that's benign that's good in there you know you might be taking down a domain from somebody's like if it's an organization or a company you know what's going to happen it's going to reflect very badly on the registrar it's a risk they're taking sure um so yeah you just uh, we, we like for us it's not that hard because our you know our detection for skimmers doesn't really hit unless it's a skimmer um but uh you know at times it it just we, we keep multiple eyes on it so there's a couple of guys here in the team to take a look at the domains we um the group of which we you know abuse the agent shadow server they'll have a look to make sure that nothing's nothing weird we're just going on um Especially with something like this, they used to. The t- you, you're usually using one registrar, which means if you take like a list of domains, you put the registrar next to it, and there's like two domains that aren't on that registrar. Mm-hmm. Um, you pretty much can pinpoint those as ah, that's most likely unrelated, and just clean it out. Um, but um, yeah, most are pretty pretty cooperative, which is a really good thing because um, it's like the control point. We can't really do much about the websites that are infected. Uh, but we can clean out the skimmers.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. How quickly are these groups getting their infrastructure back up and running after one of these takedowns?
1: Well, all they need is new domains. Yeah. That's like the problem for us. Like we 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 take down the domains because it's like the control point. Going after the infrastructure behind it uh, can be worthwhile if 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 it's the actual infrastructure behind it. Like I said, these guys work with a ton of proxies, so whatever we take down is stood back up in like 10 minutes. Um, you know, if, if they have some, uh, posters ready to just pay for IP space. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we do what's fastest to do cleanup. Basically we just take down the domain. So there's no more skimming. Um, and we'll just keep an eye on it. Um, like our thing, our main thing is still protecting our customers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, um,
0: in in bulk, we will we will try to take down infrastructure for sure. Nice, and Jonathan, what's the uh, awareness level for the the sites that are getting um, that are that are being victimized by these groups? I mean, obviously, you know, I know you guys notify some of them when you when you see problems and that kind of stuff. But um, what's the awareness level a- across the community for this kind of activity? Um. Very little, from what we can
1: see, because yeah. um, they're hitting so many like small, small stores. Because Group Four is, you know, compromise of mass. Um, one of the companies that were aff- affected by this and they put out a breach notification uh, was Tops, uh, tops.com. Yeah,
0: um, that was just this week, right?
1: Yeah, they, they published it the day before, and it was related to this Group Four stuff, and we were publishing it as well. Um, so i mean it's 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 hard for them because it's not something they're used to mm-hmm. um, and we don't inform all of them because it doesn't um, work at scale, like we can try to talk to all of them, but it's it's a different conversation with with all of them so I know payment processors are really involved in this as well because they're the ones hurting obviously sure um, so they will they will probably have better communication strategies around this um, for us it's just you know. Like I said, scale, it's a different conversation with everybody. Um, Major organizations are very aware of this. Um, On all the different ways a skimmer can be placed on a website, they're keeping a very close eye on it because there's too much that can happen on these big retailers. Um, But like the the small shops, you know, that just click and install Magento, they won't really be aware of it. Um, Maybe at some point a bank will come back to them saying, hey, you're the point of convergence for all this fraud. Mm -hmm um you need to do something and that's the point they will get a really hard introduction into um uh, the criminal ecosystem yeah. um but yeah it's just really hard uh to to reach all these people because it's you know it's thousands and thousands of websites with anything from like a medium company you
0: know medium sized company to a really small company which you know those companies almost none of them would have a dedicated security person you know they'd be using outsourced everything and, you know, may not have any awareness, as you said, of any of this kind of activity. They, they only get introduced to it when somebody comes knocking on their door and tells them that uh, they've been compromised. Yeah, it's
1: I mean, there's a lot of those really small companies. They just focus on making their product and having an e-commerce aspect to it is, you know, it's nice. It improves their sales and reachability, uh, but their main focus is product and like odds are they won't have someone that's very accustomed to this or very aware of this.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but that, you know, that's what the, that's what the attack groups are, are counting on. You know, that's, I think, you know, you mentioned they've had some, some large scale um, compromises. I mean, I think you guys uh, trace back that I think there was a Ticketmaster UK breach and a couple of others that were pretty large ones that these groups get, but, um, for the most part, it seems like they they just go after whatever you know whatever looks vulnerable at the moment.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like this, this like group four is just at mass. We have another group which is highly targeted. On, we call them um, group six. They did Newegg uh, and British Airways, which were both highly targeted breaches. Um, Ticketmaster was another group. We call group five. Um, group five is a supply chain attack group. So what they do instead of compromising a thousand websites to get to a thousand websites, they compromise one organization and get thousands and thousands of websites by just compromising a third party, mm-hmm. um, you know, which has their, sometimes it's an advertiser. So sometimes there's ad uh, um, attacks on like thousands of websites. Sometimes it's, you know, um, a company that supplies just like uh, a support chat or whatever. It's whatever supplies, whatever third party, um, exist that's uh, group five is just a group that goes after those companies because it's a way to get more victims
0: in one go right um how much attention or interest is there from law enforcement in these groups
1: um there there's high interest because it's it's criminals and it's a big upcoming thing um and they just want to shut it down as soon as possible um it's very hard, obviously. Um, it's very hard to get to um, these guys. Don't it, it's it's uh, as usual with e crime. Those guys don't operate in the country where l- that law enforcement might be active because you know there have been U.S. companies that were breached. So U.S. law enforcement has to trace back. Okay, they were breached. How were they breached? Yep. Um, what was stolen? Who? And then you get to the point. Okay, who did this? And that's that's a big web to go through. So they they are highly motivated to go after this. Um, it's just a very tough job, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll end up seeing, uh, or at least I'm sure I'm really hopeful as well, that we're going to see someone or at least some individuals arrested, um,
0: around all of this. All right. Good. All right. Well, I hope you guys keep up the research you're doing. It's great work and, uh, it's certainly necessary given how active these groups are and, uh, how much damage they seem to be doing. And, um, I really appreciate you taking some time to, uh, to talk about it today, Jonathan. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, yeah, we'll,
1: we're going to stay on top of this. It's, uh, it's a, it's a big deal. Might not seem that way, but it's uh, getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, Jonathan. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks.